With Virgin Media, you can build up the entertainment and tear down the price. Switch to Virgin Media today and get super-fast broadband and TV for just €49 a month for an awesome 12 months. The sale that stacks up. Now on. See virginmedia.ie and check out how our mobile sales stacks up too. T's and C's apply. See virginmedia.ie. 12-month contract. Offer ends 27th of February 2019. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today... What's coming up today, Dan? Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, some some interesting thoughts, uh, things have sort of come across my desk. Oh. Come across my desk. That sounds like a thing people say, right? Anyway, sure. some stu- I, I saw some stuff about sort of the, the origins... It, it helped illuminate where this uh, this alt right racist resurgence uh, is has been bubbling out of. Yeah, and uh, we're going to talk a bit about that. And it has religious ties, and that's why we're. Of course it does. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> like why wouldn't it? That's just in this country. Welcome so. to reality where racism comes from religion. Uh, or is or is in inextricably inextricably linked anyway. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, yeah. We'll be talking about that later. Uh, but for now, what do you got? What are we going to be talking about now? Well, I have the story, Dan, of uh, a little some hubbub. Ooh, hubbub in Rotterdam. <laughs> I think that was a, a movie in the seventies, wasn't it? <laughs> hubbub in Rotterdam. <laughs> Perhaps. Uh, the City Council of Rotterdam, that's of course in the Netherlands. Yes, indeed. Uh, has produced a series of posters uh, that are meant to promote um, people of faith being able to sort of date whomever they want. Because there's a lot of conservative groups that they weren't allowed to before. By their faith groups. Oh, so okay. take, for example, Orthodox Jews yeah. or Muslims. There's a lot of pressure to date within the community. Right. Uh, and so they have uh, produced a, a poster that shows a woman in a hijab embracing and kissing a uh, Jewish man in a yarmulke. Right. Wow. So, and the, the, little, uh, the little line at the top says... Uh, something about in in the Netherlands, uh, you can date whomever you like, or something along those lines, right? Wow! And so so, fuck your imam and <laughs> screw your rabbi. <laughs> do your damn self. You do yeah. you, babe, yeah. baby. It's all right. Well, nobody is happy with this poster. <laughs> no one. Yeah. Aside from the few people who were involved in its creation. Wait, this is a government issue poster. This is the city of Rotterdam <laughs> yeah. is posting this, right? Yeah. And I saying, can see why nobody's happy with you, it. You can date whomever you like in well, the Netherlands. Hooray. Uh, and I think that that's, that's actually the message that should be getting out there. Sure. Is that if even, even no matter what your church tells you, you can go and date whomever you want. Right. Right. But but 
uh, feminists oh God. have joined the call against this thing. Okay. Wait, wait. <laughs> Which is... Can I track down is, their beef? What this is one their is beef? really weird. Uh, is this one just, no, you should, you should leave the religion? Or what? I can't. I I, well, I I can't put my finger on what their beef would be. They seem to have a little bit of a problem with one of the people involved. Oh, in the whole thing. Oh, um, a woman by the name of Sharon Musa, uh, who's part who was a founder or is part of this group called Fem for Freedom. Okay, the F F F. Right. The f- the. F- <laughs> I just do. F- yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, apparently she is, she is a a feminist, but she's a Muslim who wears a headscarf. Oh, well then she's out. She's not far enough to the left, apparently. Right. And, but uh, a lot of the Dutch feminists have some concern that she's kind of, they see her as a tool of the far right. Sure. Because she's not concerned about a lot of sort of the luxury feminism as she refers to it I right see. like the, these issues that concern women of the first world she's very concerned about women being able to wear or not wear headscarves or right. being able to date um whomever they want to or for example um like the honor violence right honor related violence the honor killings and right not right. so she's focused on like survival basic sort of ground level in the third world like these women are dying right can we help them please these women right. are being beaten they're being murdered they're being you know acid thrown in their face right let's deal with those and maybe then down the road we can get to like you know the the sort of the more esoteric um, conceptual parts of feminism <laughs> You know, such as um, a campaign against uh, perceived gender stereotyping in children's toys. Ah. Right. It's not like... That, that's the kind of thing that she doesn't care about. Right. And it is it is an important issue. Oh, yeah. But, like, I can see why someone who is a Muslim would have bigger fish to fry. Right. If, if, you're, if, if, if you're at survival level, if you're about women just b- having the most basic of human rights... Right. Right. If if the, you're the, concerned about women having their genitals mutilated, right. Fuck your doll. I don't have time for that shit. <laughs> right. I get it. Right. Um anywho, they say that the uh there there's there's yeah, anyway. Yeah. There's just a lot of people have problems with this thing. Uh clearly, of course, I do, I like you, the poster. I kind of want one of those. Maybe we can order one and put it here on our set. Well, we could probably just blow that up. It's nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Contact the city Pe- of Rotterdam. People making out. In front of what I'm assuming is a bridge in yeah. Rotterdam. Lovely bridge. By the way, I, I mentioned our set. I, I want to remind our listeners that we are still, uh, we're going strong on the video. Woo-hoo! Uh, that'll, that, that'll be up on our on our uh, YouTube channel. Yeah. YouTube.com slash TGI Atheist. That so is true. Yeah, check that, check that out. That out. Uh, I'm going to move us along to uh, a story here. I've got the Pope. And the leader uh, of the Orthodox Christian Church, Patriarch Bartholomew, surrounded by lesbians. Absolutely surrounded oh, no. by terrifying. lesbians. Terrifying. Are, is, oh, my. Well, they're just on the island of Lesbos. 
So oh, Dan. I assume that that means that they're lesbians. I was hoping like, that there right? was something. Is that what more. you call a resident of Lesbos? Uh, no, they're, they're actually meeting for a, a, a purpose that I really like. Oh. They they have met and they have together uh, issued a statement, um, a joint appeal uh, to the world's leaders, requ- asking them to care that the climate is changing, to care about the environment. Uh, basically, <laughs> it's a, just a joint statement. So please, please care about the environment. It's basically that. It's basically, and- um, you guys. Do you, do you see what's happening? And this is the thing. Don't you think that this is really just targeted at basically one world leader? I mean, no, because he they both know he's not going to listen to them. <laughs> I think it's just all <laughs> reasonable people. But, I mean, you know, you've got, what, 1.2 billion Catholics. Right. You've got 300 million Orthodox Christians sure. in the world. Yeah. That's some reach. That is. That is some reach, and these guys are basically saying they want those in positions of responsibility to, quote, uh, to follow the, quote, consensus of the world for healing our wounded creation. So, uh, I mean, I assume that they mean uh, that the consensus of the world's scientists, I think that's what they're saying, um, because they're, you know, they... Uh, they most people read this as basically backing the Paris Climate Accord, right? And uh, and saying, "Hey, let's dig in here. We got it. We got work to do." Well, I, you know, good, good on them. Yeah, give credit where credit is due. That's what I'm saying. That's that's they, kind of our mantra on they, this show. They uh, they planned this message to coincide with uh, quote World Day of Prayer for the Care of Creation. Uh, whatever that oh, means. It is bothersome that, you know, the science couldn't just stand on its own, though. Well... That, that, that like, it, it does take these these two guys to be like, okay. When I look at this world this and I see all of the religious people who use religion as a reason to ignore the science... Yeah. I'm really grateful for religious leaders who are like, hey, don't ignore the science. No, How I about know that. Uh, believe me, this is giving credit where credit's due. <laughs> right, but it is sad that we have it's to go sad to that. There. It has to go to that point. Yeah, that the, the, the consensus of the world scientists can't just be enough. Right, that that people just no, this is happening and it's going to be bad. Right. Oh Jesus, let's do something about it. Yeah, that can't be enough. No, no, that's definitely so. not enough. Uh, we the, the guys in funny hats and strange robes have to tell us. And then there's just all this authority. Oh, all oh, the authority in the world. They're so ortho- authoritative. Yeah, they are. Oh, I know. They are. They're in charge. Hats. That's what it takes. Yep. Okay, well, Dan, my next story. Yeah. Is about a, uh, what, what would you call this thing? It's a uh, dinosaur. Book. It's a, 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 a uh, book. Oh, I've heard of those. Uh, a bookmaker. Oh, a bookmaker. Yeah, for betting, right? Oh, oh, okay. Right. Yes. Uh, it's called Paddy Power. It's a it's a Europe's largest bookmaker. Okay. In I and it's set, it's up in Ireland. Oh yeah. And they have sort of stumbled into this whole political bookmaking thing, right? And it's become like they're they've got some seriously good ones, right? Um, 
I'm not What's sure. That good, look? good what? Good, good bets to be made. Oh, oh, oh right? okay. And good topics to oh, bet so on. Meaning, right. meaning betting on politics. Betting on politics. Right. Yeah. I have lost a lot of money doing that. <laughs> Just on one bet. <laughs> well, right. nonetheless, Hillary Clinton here, lost me a fortune. Here, here is. Uh, <laughs> here are some other bets that you could you can make, Dan. Okay. Um, or at least these are the odds. This is. What's this so is, this is now is a great time to be betting yeah. on politics because yeah. there's a lot of action, <laughs> so especially in the United States. Apparently, they have placed the odds of uh, on Trump converting to Islam <laughs> at fifty to one. It's oh, a come 50 on, fifty to one bet, Dan. Come on, you can. I, Scientology is twenty five to one. What? <laughs> I wouldn't take and, those bets at a hundred to one. <laughs> and <laughs> denying the existence of God altogether, twenty to one. Okay, yeah, okay. he's not going to do any of those things. I think these are the ones that they have 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 set up right to uh lure in people right for some of their other bets that you can place. Cuz like Trump. the the good bets that you want are like like a pool on when when uh Kelly is going to like rub him the wrong way enough that Kelly's out sort of thing. Uh that would be good stuff. Also, uh the next word that Trump will misspell on Twitter. <laughs> Being until six to one odds. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, the they have uh, odds for the Kofefe, mm. um, sort of a related bet. Uh, where were some of the other ones? Um, there's uh, <laughs> a Trump meeting with the leader of the Ku Klux Klan. Ku Klux Klan, rather. Yeah. Uh, 33 to 1. Okay. I mean, some of these are just so fucking far-fetched. It's but so, he is I, such... Is that one that far-fetched? I could totally see him meeting with the leader of the Klan. I could totally see that happening. Th- well, that's why it's 33 to 1. 33 to 1, I might take that bet. To one. I oh, might, you, I okay, might... You should go do that, Dan. Yeah, I can't. Unfortunately, also, you can't book these. No. In the U.S. No. That's um, what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, let's see, um, a release of a sex tape involving Trump, 14 to 1. Okay, yeah, I was going to (laughs) say, that one can't be more than 20 to 1. Uh, let's see, (laughs) uh, 2 to 1 odds for impeachment in 2017. I think that's actually probably not very accurate, the way that things are going. Anyway, uh, converting to Islam, that was the headline though, Dan. Oh my gosh, converting to 1 odds. You know... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's just him can like like he it sticks in his mouth when he says that he actually belongs to his religion. Right. He's not going to convert like he, the real religion of Donald John Trump. Yeah. Is Trumpism. Yeah. He is God and he doesn't understand why everybody else doesn't understand that. Right. So like the thought of him like, oh, no, I'm going to convert to this other thing. But what about denouncing religion altogether? All no, he's not going to do that either because it's politically it, – it's, it's financially expedient for him to keep that going. Right, but he's such a fucking – like anything can come out of his mouth. I think once he's out of office, he could totally denounce religion. Mm. I think the second he's out of office, the odds on him denouncing religion become totally different. <laughs> I'd put it at five to one. Yeah, probably. Maybe maybe fifteen to one. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was just fun in general. I think that's uh, really funny. 
<laughs> I yeah, I mean I I could come up with some good religious themed wagers on the Trump thing. Yeah, like, what would yours be? Like I would I would be willing to bet that he pisses off his evangelical base in some fundamental way and then they re-embrace him. I would say in the next 6 months. Like says something that would that should Completely horrify them and completely alienate them. Right. They should never want to come back. Right. But they will. But they will. He will do like he will do something, not even like some revelation from the past. He will do something actively uh-huh. in the next 6 months that should alienate them and they'll still embrace him. Like that's that kind of thing. I I put decent odds on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, nobody's going to take that bet, but no, I know. I don't know how many people are taking any of these bets, but anyway, hey, I, I wanted to go back to the Pope. Uh, You're obsessed. Well, he's he's doing some interesting shit, uh, including, you know, when you when you think about the Pope, when you think about a leader, an, an a leader of a of a church of a religion, mm-hmm. you think if you know if they're to if they were to give advice for someone who feels like they need uh, guidance. In their lives, mm-hmm. yeah, it seems obvious where they would point you, right? To me, yeah. He in a new he has been giving interviews to a biographer, mm-hmm. apparently, and apparently he uh, recently said that he, there was a six month period uh, in his life where he went to a Jewish female psychoanalyst, and it was really? very very helpful for him. Really, yeah. He's super cool with therapy. Is he's from Argentina? <laughs> Argentina? Argentina? Thank you. Argentina. <laughs> he's from Argentina, right? I think so. I th- yeah, I think he's so Argentina. I was watching Anthony Bourdain that was set in Buenos Aires. Yeah. And it, that was one of the things that came up is that the Argentinians, Argentines, uh, Argentines? I think so. Uh, who cares? Yeah. That they're that they're huge fans of psychoanalysis. Oh. Analysis. Analysis. What? What? A, what, a, what I'm a having a tough time. Indeed. <sighs> that said, what a healthy country. Yeah. Apparently, they eat too much red meat. But <laughs> I mean, their their heads are okay. Can you eat too much red meat? I don't know. It they sounds, eat a lot. Dan. Sounds delicious to me. Anthony Bourdain kept going on about just wanting a vegetable. Yeah. You know it's bad. Yeah. When Anthony Bourdain wants a vegetable. Yeah. Well. Yeah. My dad lived in that region for a while, <laughs> and it was just like, oh. Breakfast steak, cool. Oh, lunch steak, neat. Oh, dinner steak, okay. Yeah. Can we calm it down a little bit on the steak? Dessert steak. Right, yeah. <laughs> Snack steak. What's, what's in my smoothie? Oh, beef? Interesting. Right. Okay. Right. No, and so that's that fits with sort of yeah. the world that he's from. Yeah, you know? totally. But how wonderful for him to come out and talk about it. Yeah, and yeah. Is it, so, and he's apparently quoted as saying, one day... When she, meaning the, his psychoanalyst, when she was about to die, she called me, not to receive the sacraments, since she was Jewish, but simply for a spiritual dialogue. Wow. Isn't that cute? Interesting. I like that a lot. Huh. So, uh, so yeah, because, let me tell you something. You know, Mormonism has this weird love-hate relationship. We grew up Mormon. Right. The, the Mormon relationship to therapy is fraught right to say the least like mormonism has 
their own thing, their own institution. Yeah. That is the uh that that is a network of Mormon therapists. Yes. And you can go and see a therapist and know that they're LDS and know that they're going to be like meeting you at that level. Right. And yet a lot of those therapists are very good and actually will guide you regardless of your spiritual journey. And I've met people who are, were guided who are kind of who kind of left the church because they were because their their therapist in the Mormon system was like, you know, you need to be healthy and you need to make the choices that make you emotionally healthy. And then they left the church. And then they le- they ended up leaving the church. That's wow. But I mean, you know, if you must be a decent therapist, actually, right? But that hasn't always been the case. There's also been the uh, the the therapists who are like, let's get you some gay conversion. Let's let's yeah, yeah. solve your gay problem by uh, electroshock therapying you into not being gay no more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the electroshock therapy might be that's gone now. That's gone. They don't, they don't do, do that. that. No, but no. they did. Then they yeah, they should be held accountable for right. That. And they, but yeah, you're right to point out that they don't do that anymore at all, uh, that they don't recommend that anymore. But then there's also the thing of like, like I know people whose parents were like, you will not go to see a therapist. You go talk to your bishop. Right. There's no therapy. Right. Therapy is what heathens do. The, it's in a lot of groups in this yeah, country. I think the, so. That sort of um, suspicion of, of, you know, therapy and distrust of it yeah that runs deep yeah in part because i think a lot of people when they actually get themselves emotionally sorted out Mm -hmm. don't need the church anymore and then (laughs) got a bit of a problem but that's not how it worked out for the pope well that's awesome so there you go good pope yeah hey dan yeah i've got a product here that you might be interested in (laughs) you've become a salesman yeah good um it's a uh anti-aging wrinkle cream okay I, i've noticed that now and now that there's video <laughs> this is not gonna work there's video evidence <laughs> evidence no you, you got some fine lines that are starting mm. and so this might be <laughs> this might be really helpful oh good good okay. i do need some wrinkle cream okay well there's a fight over a very specific wrinkle cream oh no that has started up uh between why, why uh, are they fighting between l'oreal uh-huh and Carmel Laboratories LLC. Okay. Carmel Laboratories being owned by uh, a group of Carmelite um, <laughs> nuns. <laughs> Is it nuns? Well, it's a it's a religious order. Sure. Um, and uh, they uh, they technically no longer fully recognized by the Catholic Church. Oh, the the Theresian Carmelites, which is this group. Um, no longer meet criteria to be a Catholic organization. Oh dear! But they have maintained their nonprofit status, and they've been they they bought the rights to a patent for some anti aging oh. wrinkle cream. Oh, right that they were selling right uh, <laughs> in order to raise money for the poor. Sure, right, and for like their, smart their poverty programs. It was, yeah. it was going for sixty five dollars. A vial. Oh my right? goodness! And then along comes L'Oreal. Oh yeah. Uh, and they start promoting basically the exact same cream and infringing all over 
They're their patent. patents. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but this, this story, of course, caught my <laughs> caught my attention because Be- of a gr- religious order yeah. selling some vanity based. <laughs> well, you know what? Anti- Let me tell you something. Aging cream. When you're a nun, what do you have to show the world? Except the very, except the very part of your face, yeah. that needs the most attention. Yeah. That it's that T zone. Yeah, you know you want to you want to make sure that, that yeah. that's going to be wrinkle free, and have a nice healthy glow. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> well, I, I, again, there is no mention of nuns in this whole article. There's the story of a it's it's the story of a former monk. Oh, uh, by the name of Dennis uh, Wershkowski. I think that's how you say it. Okay. Uh, and uh, is this in the U.S.? This is here in the U.S. Wow. And he, uh, there was a a study, right, that that sort of and that led to this patent. Right. That was done at the University of Massachusetts Medical School. Sure. And so, and these the professors involved in the whole thing, they they actually like in the article are quoted as being like, "This was actually a really cool deal, basically, because we felt good about right. you know these." This patent going to this company that's actually pl- intending to do good with it, with uh, the money that they make. Okay, sure. I but was like, there's still this like really <laughs> weird thing. Yeah. About, I mean, I guess in the modern world, why should religious orders be limited to religioning? No, making honey oh. or beer, right? Or sort of these traditional products, right? Right. That were just the product of. That, that people made and sold yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Right? So why not be able to like, why is it weird? I don't, it is weird. It's I don't weird. know why it's weird. It is weird. <laughs> it's weird. It's not normal. <laughs> that's not normal. That's strange. Next so anyway, so that's happening. Yeah. Um, I want to start a religious order that makes something. I don't know what, uh, you know, I, I have no idea. Like, pharmaceuticals let's get into pharma why not yeah why not design uh you know some software right right absolutely websites an app an yeah. app uh yeah. company yeah why not and not anything like religious no oriented no you're just making some money Who so knows? That you can do do your good deeds the next bejeweled blitz will be will be yeah it'll it'll, it'll have a a christ theme to it <laughs> no no that's it no themes right just yeah, just sell it to the mass market. Some, some nuns or monks are making a bunch of money. Make some it. money, sure, yeah. sure. <laughs> Why not? Well, I'm going to take us to Belfast. Oh. You, you had an Irish thing. I'm I'm going to do an Irish thing. Uh, oh, okay. The Lord, the new Lord Mayor of Belfast, which is weird to call them a Lord Mayor when it's a woman. Uh, is that is it a woman? Yeah, I think so. Where's where's shoot. Anyway, Nuala McAllister. Oh. Uh, I see your confusion. Yes, it's a woman. Okay, good. Uh, Nuala McAllister uh, is an atheist. Oh. And the new Lord Mayor. Now, that's Wonderful. not, not going to create too big a stir in the UK. Oh, that's not the UK. Uh, in Ireland. The British Isles. In Ireland. In, in Belfast. I don't <laughs> fuck. <laughs> no, Northern Ireland. That is in the UK. It is. Oh, thank God. Good Lord. 
Jesus, yeah. God, it's hard to wrap your mind around all of that stuff. I know, it's really Can they complicated just get their act geography together over there. Anyway, uh, an atheist, there are lots of atheists over there. Sure. They're not that hung up. Here's what she did, though. Oh, no. Are you ready for this? She did not have a prayer said at uh, the dinner for her installation as mayor. Well, why would she? Well, she's an atheist. Except that there's, the, except that everybody's throwing a fit because it's because it's a tradition and blah 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 blah. Um, so, a, a lot of major religious leaders and other politicians are like, uh, are, are are pissed off about it. Hmm. Throwing a little bitch fit. I love that all she did was just like just not do a prayer. She didn't say she didn't say a word about it. She wasn't trying to make a hay a hay about it. She wasn't oh, trying to make yeah. an issue of it. Oh, okay. She just uh didn't do it. Uh oh boy. Free Presbyterian minister David McLaughlin called it a glaring omission. Uh, said, I'm very annoyed at this very sad state of affairs. Oh. It's a further indication of the erosion of the Christian heritage upon which this country was founded. Mm. Yeah, your country was founded way before Christianity. Right? Maybe. Ish? Country? I don't know. Country is so. I mean, there were druids there. Sure. Back to a billion. Right. Uh, anyway, um... The Christian heritage upon which this country was founded. Indeed, it shows how far we've departed from our Christian heritage when we can't even offer a simple thanks for food. Other people went on to point out that uh, you can offer a thanks for food. Mm -hmm. Do it yourself. Yeah. Bow your fucking head. Like, you you don't have to make it. Everybody doesn't have to participate. Right. You can just you can just do your own thing. And then the Hindu guy at the table next to you can do whatever he does. And right. The Muslim lady can do whatever she does, and then everybody can participate in the whole event right. without it being, like, about you. Yeah. You do your weird thing. Yeah. Useless thing. Yeah. It, uh, it, it, do- it won't change the outcome. No. The food will go into your belly and do whatever the food does. Yeah. Uh, and Jesus will either care about you or not. Yeah. The same. It'll either make you fat or not. Oh, it'll make you sick or well yeah. or not. Yep. No. Uh, others, other people had things to say about it. Uh, there was a one insider said, uh, there's no doubting that this is an extremely delicate matter. Grace has always been said, even by Lord mayors who wouldn't darken the doors of a church or chapel. Well, but this may, this Lord mayor, she's a young'un. She's like in her 20s. Oh, dear God. So she's shaking things up, raising some eyebrows. Good for her. I love it. It's the right choice. The right choice is no prayer. You do your prayer. Right. And if you're like on the record, you know, as an atheist. Yeah. Everyone knows. It seems hypocritical to to, to throw a prayer prayer in. Or she would have to throw in all of the prayers. Right. She throws in. How does she pick one? Right. Exactly. She could could pull out her 10-sided die. (laughs) <laughs> Which, as an atheist, there's a good chance that she plays D and got some D and D going on. <laughs> so she's and she rolls it, and you know it's a it's a five. And what's uh, five on my chart? Mm, oh, it's Hindu today. Woo! Just figure out all of the all of the re- religions that are represented in her in Belfast, yeah. and 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 just 
Yeah, go with one of them. Yeah. I don't think they'd like that either. I don't no. think they'd be satisfied with that. No, probably not. So, no. there you go. I imagine not. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a better solution to the mayor, the Lord Mayor of Belfast's prayer yeah. situation, you can write to us and we will solve it for her. Yeah. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you could call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424 666 8442. It is. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click that like button. And while you're on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge. A request to join. It is a closed group, but we'll let you in. Indeed we will. So Dan, yes, sir. Lance Wallnow, he's a he's a kind of a newish one for us. We've we've played him before. Yeah. Do we really know who this Yahoo is? I don't. I all I know is that I I pulled up pictures of him, mm. uh, and he has a melange of bad hair pieces. Uh, I will say that. Yeah. Wall I wonder if he uses now. the the monk's uh, anti aging cream. <laughs> he should. His face looks a little on the tight. Yeah, yeah. So he's been up to something. Uh, anyway, here he is talking about the left. He's he's an and, author. Uh, he's written a bunch of books and stuff. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot to say. He's got a lot to say about uh, like uh, yeah, what we're what we're up to. And the word I got was, and it was kind of like uh, a warning. I'm telling you, this is very accurate. This was about. 10 months ago, and the word was, Lance, somehow there's a revival of this Nazi thing. It's that we keep seeing this Nazi symbol uh, over the United States. Now, what they were picking up on wasn't white supremacists. What they were picking up on is the Nazi strategy of propaganda that is being used right now by the media democratic industrial complex in order to brainwash America so that they can recapture control and hopefully remove Trump from power. The only way that you can maintain your sanity is to understand Nazi propaganda and how it's being used by the left in order to create a division in America. What an, what an extraordinary perversion of history because it's Nazi tactics on the left to accuse the right and Donald Trump and Christians and every white person in America who voted Republican, they're all closet Nazis. You hear what this is? So the quote from uh, Goebbels is, a lie told once remains a lie, but a lie told a thousand times becomes the truth. That's the Goebbels quote. But I'm going to tell you something. I don't think it's the Goebbels quote. I actually think that this is now the strategy of CNN, that they will continue to say, why won't Trump distance himself from this white supremacy? Because they want to repeat that narrative until your mind is numb with the word Trump, white supremacy, Trump, white supremacy. They link it up. A neurological link is formed. Before you know it, people see Trump and associate that word. It's just, it's like basic Voodoo Hypnotism 101 for a good propagandist at the Nazi party. And that's what the left is doing. I Here's what I love. Here's what I caught him doing. He, in trying to expose this, 
said the phrase Trump, white supremacy, Trump, white supremacy a number of times. He was doing the exact thing that he was worried about. Oh, oh, no. He's creating those 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 associations himself. Oh, no. Lance, what are you doing? I wonder if that works. Trump, white supremacy, Trump, white supremacy. Say it three times. Watch out. Trump, white supremacy. He's oh, pop Beetlejuice. Out of the closet. Beetlejuice. Oh. White supremacist Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Show up. If you turn out all the lights and you light three, five candles and then you look into a mirror <gasps> and you say, white supremacist Trump, white supremacist Trump, white supremacist Trump, uh, I think Steve Bannon appears, actually. <laughs> right next to Goebbels. <laughs> right next to Goebbels. Oh, my gosh. He's he's on to us. He's oh. he's figured us out. We are using That's, it sucks so bad. We're using Nazi tactics. Oh, I love yeah. that he's like, you know, I I had a vision of Nazi symbols <laughs> popping up and none of it had to do with actual Nazis no. becoming problematic in these United States. No. It was just what he discovered was this massive conspiracy on the left of exposing Nazis. Right. Using Nazi propaganda techniques. Well, I know. Yeah. I know. It's rough. They have... Boy, they accuse us of a lot of things. <laughs> frankly... They just are just so made up. Frankly... Un- it's not like we don't do some... The, the left doesn't do the same thing every once in a while to the right. But totally. Like, but, like, I mean, come on. I think if you're both- a Nazi, you're a Nazi. You can't just, like, call the left Nazis. Right. Oh, yeah? Well, you're using Nazi tactics to expose our Nazism. So what do you think about that? Yeah. We just have the Nazi beliefs. Right. We're not using the tactics. It's just white supremacy. Right. We're, We're just, not. Don't accuse every white person in America. I love that, too. Yeah. As though the, the left is composed entirely of the non-white people. Has he watched CNN that he's accusing of this? Because it's mostly white. I don't know, Dan. They do have some people of color. They do. Yeah. And they call them that. They call them people of color instead of... By, I, I would imagine that Lance Wallnow would prefer the older the older words. Oh, yes. For, uh, you know, Who, I mean, colored people. I don't want to accuse him of more than is uh, necessary to completely discredit him. Uh, that's true. <laughs> That's true. We don't need. We don't need to make well, anything up. We, well, how much more do we need about this? We guy? need nothing. We don't need to make a <laughs> damn thing insane. up. To uh, to 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 make him right. Uh, that's his tact. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's true. So. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, that guy. Well. Well, we probably should thank some people. Let's thank some people. Yeah. That's what we should Let do. Me, I'm like. I'm like. Well. What's next on the agenda? <laughs> what could we possibly do? I, well, I have some. I have a little list of things. Hooray! That I printed out today, and I still haven't figured out how to get it to print larger. Oh, so my eyes are still having some troubles with it. Frank was accusing me of being the one that's getting old. My eyes are getting old. Yeah, I can't get LASIK, Dan. Well, for what I got, haha, <laughs> which was twenty twenty until forty. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's gonna be your that that'll I'm be far sighted, Dan. That'll be your vision uh memoir. Twenty twenty till forty. A a uh, memoir of losing one's sight. Yeah, I know. So okay. it's it's this it's this thing, Dan. Okay. Or you can't get it. Our far. viewers won't know what you're doing, but our our listeners, our listeners won't know yeah. what you're doing. All right, cool. Uh we have uh one new faithful member. Okay. Uh, by the name of Claire. 
Thank you, Claire. Thank you, Claire. And then we have two beatified listeners. Oh. Uh, Elaine and Rob. Oh, well, bless you, so Elaine you. and Rob. Uh, you are saints among the humans. And uh, and ha- and thank you all uh, to all of our, our donors. Absolutely. But Everybody, especially... There's one. To our Lord and Savior, who is... Angela! Angela still... Still reigning champion, Lord and Savior. Yes. Uh, she she is she's an angel. She's an angel. Yeah. It's 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 a miracle. Angela bless her. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and may Angela bless each and every one of you. Uh, and if you would like to join the ranks of those who helped keep this thing afloat, who helped us to finally get video going and we've got new goals. Yeah. Uh, the the next goals are very exciting. We're going to be yeah. touring the country. Uh, yes. uh, as soon as we can. So yes. help us do that yeah. by going to thankgodimatheist.com, clicking on uh, the Patreon tab on the right-hand side of your screen, and, uh, and, then, uh, and then just becoming one of these uh, sainted people uh, that we revere so highly. Indeed. Uh, in the name of Angela, amen. Amen. So, Frank. Yes, Dan. Uh, I came across this week uh, on the interwebs. I don't know if you know that. They've got everything on there. <laughs> they, it, they've they got everything. They've really I done know, it upright. I know. It's it's got... It's, there's, it's something special. I came across a, a, a series of tweets uh, by someone named Catherine Brightbill, or K.E. Brightbill. That's at K.E. Brightbill, if you want to go check it out yourself on the Twitters. Okay. Um. Which opened my eyes to something. Because here's the deal. I have been looking at the rise of the alt-right, and especially the, the white supremacy thing here in the United mm-hmm. States, and I've been going, where was this? Yeah. Where did this come from? Yeah. What, out of what has this bubbled? Yeah. Because it's, it felt, uh, I, I, you know, I feel naive saying it, but it felt very out of the blue to me. I mm. knew that the hatred was still there. I knew that there was institutional racism. Yes. Still hugely problematic. Yeah. And I was very I was very ty- like I felt very dialed into that. But I did not feel dialed into this uh this resurgence of 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 neo-nazism, of of white supremacy. Like like old-timey you know. Like just old-fashioned. Just hate in your heart. Yeah. Uh you're different than me, and I hate you. Yeah. Like, I did not see that. Like, I assumed that there were lots of people who were like that. Right. But, like, as a, a like organizing as groups. Being able to coalesce. Yeah, wanting to into co- a want, Wanting the desire to be out in the open about it yeah. and stuff. Wearing I, polos and khakis. It was just, I, it just blew my mind. Yeah. This past six months or, or more, right. you know, year, going back to the, to the election... I've just been sitting here baffled. Yeah. Well, this actually opened my eyes. This series of tweets, uh, she's talking about homeschooling Mm. and the fact that when she was growing up, the Christian-based homeschool study materials Mm -hmm. that she had, history or whatever, was like Jesus heavy Mm -hmm. and then Confederacy heavy. 
had this whole narrative, like venerating Stonewall Jackson yeah. and all of this stuff, like this whole thing. And I was like, what the fuck? What? And it turns out this goes super deep in religious education and, and, and education sponsored by religion and where that comes from. If you if you trace it back, there was a great article uh, in Politico um, called "The Real Origins of the Religious Right," hmm. uh, because so many people like the religious right themselves. They point to Roe v. Wade as sort of the the watershed moment of when right when uh, the con- the religious you know the evangelical Christians of the United States be- became Republican, tied themselves into the conservative. Right. Uh, uh, political party of the United States. Right. Um, they always point to Roe v. Wade. It wasn't Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade was not like abortion was not a big hot button issue for evangelicals until mm. much later. Abortion was like actually not a big deal to them, mm. which is shocking to me. It was considered a Catholic uh, issue. The Catholics have a problem with it, not us. For the That's longest weird. time. That's really weird. It's really weird. That it's only since the 60s and 70s that the evangelicals have gl- glommed onto it. Matter of fact, it's really only when uh like late 70s uh when they were trying to get um uh President Carter to not be reelected. Oh. That they really grabbed onto the, to, to the abortion issue. Right. Before that, that wasn't the issue. So what was the issue? The issue was race. And here's where it started. So you're saying that's what they, that's what tied that were, were able to the, the, the galvanized the movement. Or? That's what galvanized the movement. Okay. So here's how it plays out. Uh, and I didn't, I did not realize this. After uh, Brown versus the Board of Education ruling was handed down, which which basically said that all this the separate but equal is not okay, and we. You just got to everybody gets the same rights. Okay. Regardless of race. Right. Uh, The same rights to education specifically. Right. So they had to integrate the schools. They had to, uh, you know, they and they went through all of that stuff. Well, what I didn't realize is that the workaround for the longest time in the South and probably still to this day in parts of the South was private schooling, usually religious. And it was whites only private schooling right okay and uh and that's where a lot of the religious schooling the like religious schools sort of became a huge thing because they didn't want their kids going to school with black kids or with you know because of the race thing they wanted whites only education uh i had no idea that it was that uh specific that it was that 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 was the sticking point that that created the movement of of uh, hmm. religiously educating your children, um, but places like uh, Bob Jones University, basically. So what? So what ended up happening was uh, there was a lawsuit uh, originally called Green versus Kennedy um, because David Kennedy was the Secretary of the Treasury, and then it switched to Green versus Connolly because John Connolly then became the the Secretary of the Treasury. Um, this lawsuit aimed to deny um, tax-exempt status to any private school that didn't integrate. Hmm. Because Brown versus Board of Education was clear. 
Right. And the you know any tax exempt and any any uh, nonprofit organization is a trust of the state essentially. Right. Uh, so they have to abide by the laws of the country. Right. 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 Well, they won, uh, and suddenly you know and these these places, Bob Jones University fought it. Um, at first, they were like defiant and just said, "Hell yeah, we're whites only. That's how we are. We have the religious right to do that." And blah 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 blah. And then they, uh, it was cute. <laughs> they got themselves a black one. They had some, a guy that worked in the radio station at Bob Jones. They let him. Uh, they they enrolled him, and he uh. dropped. Out. He dropped out after a semester. Gosh, I wonder why. Seems like it would have been such a welcoming place for a person of color. Yeah. Then they allowed people of color in, but they but only married people of color. Why? Because they were terrified of miscegenation. They didn't want anybody dating outside of their race. Wow. Then they made it a rule that uh, then there was a, some sort of rule about. Uh, you can't even be a part of a group that uh, that advocates for interracial dating. So, oh my God. Uh, eventually, the uh, the uh, district court uh, did not di- didn't go for any of these arguments right. that, that these guys were making, and basically said, "You know what? Yeah, um, under the Internal Revenue Code says the uh, says the decision." Properly consume, construed, racially discriminatory private schools are not entitled to federal tax exemption provided for charitable educational institutions. So they were screwed. Yeah. But that's the underpinning. Here's what you have to understand. So this, this series of tweets uh, talked about how the materials that she was using or right. the, that her parents were using to, to, to teach her were produced by Bob Jones University. And, and just laced with all this, this deep ingrained racism, right? You know the 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 Confederacy were a bunch of heroes, yeah. Uh, and I, and this this actually led led us to have an interesting conversation. I I think earlier um, about about those specific heroes and like how we've allo- like how did we let this happen? I mean, like for for crying out loud, Stonewall Jackson was on a stamp, a U.S. postage stamp, with Robert E. Lee. Yeah. In the, in the 1900s. Yeah, and Jefferson Davis. Yeah. How was, how, was this, how was this ever, like, how were they allowed to keep or to reclaim their heroes? Well, and, the, and, and we had this, in, yeah, we also talked about the fact that, you know, after, immediately after the Civil War uh, in these United States, they didn't put up monuments to the confederacy right that did not happen they shut that down yeah it was only in the 20th century when when they wanted to sort of resurge their uh you know and galvanize their racism that they started to you know name parks after lee or after you know after davis or whatever or, or jackson and that they started to put up these monuments. These monuments are not as old as people think they are. The monuments that everybody's trying to take down now right. are not these deep parts of American history. Right. They are newer monuments. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's something that we need to understand is that like this is they are part of a 
of a concerted effort to uh, to change the to narrative, legitimize these figures right. who fought for a a regime that was that enslaved people, right, and, based on their race. And when you go to the original Articles of Confederation, and when you go to the you know each of the the, the states that were that were joining the Confederation, they all mention slavery. Mm-hmm. It was a thousand percent about keeping the institution of slavery in place. Right. Uh, but this new narrative is that it was about states' rights. And it was about being, you know, it was about having, you know, not having federal overreach. And it became this thing where, where the feds, you know, these northerners mm-hmm. were trying to tell us what to do. Right. And we're proud southerners. And you can't tell us what to do. Right. And that's that's an interesting thing also. In, so in this... You know, back in the 60s and 70s when they're trying to when So now you've got these religious schools hollering about like, wait, you can't tell us what to do. Mm-hmm. You can't tell us who we can enroll and who we can't. They started to make it rather than saying we hate black folks and we don't want them in our schools. Right. It's what about our religious liberty? Right. You are you are infringing our religious liberty. And look, everybody. At how these uh, Northerners, these these Washington elites, are telling us what to do again. Yeah, they're telling us who we can and can't put in our schools. Yeah, and that was it. It was. Yeah. Uh, it is. They are cheats. It's uh, so. The, I mean, so this is to me. This filled in some major blanks. Yeah, it's. It is. We've got why the why the religious. Uh, the 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 evangelical wing of american religion locked that used to be liberal and fell on the on the democratic side of things flopped i mean or, yeah and, i don't know that they I were mean, ever the, liberal but they might have voted well actually the, they back were, in the day they didn't vote well there that was, was that. that was i think they were usually typically conservative types well but maybe they didn't but, but they vote. also but but there was also like this wing of them that was that was all about sort of you know Jesus is about giving and so welfare is important and all oh, these okay. things. Sure, liberal in that way, socially okay. liberal. Okay, um, and actually liberal on things like they should like I read a whole thing about well in this political argument uh, or political article they talked about how uh, like for instance they had. I can't find the exact quote now, but one of the, oh, Southern Baptist Convention's former president and pastor of the First Baptist Church in Dallas. So okay. uh, one of the most famous fundamentalists of the 20th century was happy when the Roe v. Wade decision came down. Hmm. He said, quote, I have always felt that it was only after a child was born and had a life separate from the from its mother that it became an individual person. And it has always, therefore, seemed to me that what is best for the mother and for and for the future should be allowed. Wow. So, like, see, they were just confused about when the soul enters the baby. I mean, that's the issue. And thank God somebody corrected them. Finally, finally, someone (laughs) sorted them out. Uh, But no, I mean, it was a very concerted effort to to. galvanize to to sort of scoop up all of these people I yeah, mean, yeah. they were trying they had been trying to whip them up on a whole bunch of issues there's a quote huh. about uh from who was it 
from Paul Weyrich, uh, who is a religious conservative activist, political activist, founder, co-founder of the Heritage Foundation. Oh, boy. Uh, who? That's a fun group. Yeah, they're cute. Um, who basically had tried to galvanize people around, uh, around uh, all of these different issues, and it never worked until these schools started started to get capture the imagination of all of these evangelicals because of the race thing. Yeah. So there well, you go. Uh, you'll, ladies and gentlemen, you'll all be shocked to learn that there's racism in churches and in America and in America. <laughs> who who could have seen that coming? Who I, I do feel it feels painfully naive to me that I was not aware of this stuff. But it's been bubbling. <sighs> I think we all were painfully naive. I think that there's a whole swath of of America of educated liberal types. Right. Who didn't, who just were kind of had a blind eye to the stuff that was bubbling under the surface. Yeah. And the, the forces that were at play in some parts of the country. And the fact that there are these, even in our own part of the country. Right. There are, there are entire groups of people whose education, and I'm using air quotes, mm -hmm. wasn't, whose education was, yeah. uh, was corrupted. Right. By this. And so they don't know the real history. Right. They know this, uh, ugly, perversion of history right um or if you it, from another perspective our version of history is obviously ugly and perverted because it seeks to tell to not lionize these great great men in there no these the, like it, yeah the statues coming down good finally yeah needs to happen yeah um and then we need to all get really clear on who these men were and what they did yeah and, and what they were about and what they were all about and what and let's be let's be clear we can talk about what the confederacy was about yeah you can't give it over to this to the state's rights argument nope and, you it, know, it was it, it was, was not they, the, they it wanted, was not the war of northerly aggression or whatever. They, they wanted the state's right to own people. Yeah, that was the right. Yeah, uh, so it was about states' rights, just one that you don't get to have because <laughs> that's horrible, <laughs> horrible. Yeah, indeed. Well, if you'd like to chime in, if you'd like to point out other ways in which we're painfully, horribly naive, uh, yeah. feel free to do so. You can write to us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you could call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Indeed. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and see what Mackenzie's been up to. And while on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. Yep. All it's, right. It's a closed group. Yeah. But so. we'll let you in. Don't worry about it. Absolutely. Uh, hey, speaking of Mackenzie, thanks to Mackenzie for all of her hard work uh, on the Facebook page. And thanks to Danny, Sarah, and Amy for their hard work moderating the Members Only Lounge. And thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club and Gordon Johnston for the use of their music. Yeah. And thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. And dear viewer. Yeah. We sure do like it when you do. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.